Hi, this is Rob Wilson. Welcome to the Employco HR podcast. With me is my brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello, everybody. And our Vice President HR, Jason Eisenhut. Hi, everyone. Also known as the as the uh, leading expert on PPP. So hopefully you've joined some of our PPP uh, webinars, but Jason's uh, done them off the charts. So we've uh, I, we've uh, done several, seven or eight of those, and uh, it's been great helping a lot of our clients and friends and prospects and associations as they navigate the uh, the uh, PPP world. So if you uh, if you missed them, feel free to check them out on our website. But uh, we're not going to talk PPP today. Uh, we're looking forward uh, to July 1st. There's uh, a ton of different changes across the country. From, uh, wages, unbelievable amount of wage changes and other things, the laws that were passed back uh, last year and in some cases the year before, but they go into effect July 1st. So uh, the three of us are going to walk through uh, some of the top ones over, over the next few minutes and uh, get you guys up to date. And anything that we're talking about as far as uh, wages and charts and things, if you subscribe to our, our uh, email updates, Jason sends out a monthly HR update. All of, uh, all of this will be in the update, so with, uh, with a good chart on, on wages and everything. But So, the, uh, Jason, the first one is a uh, cell phones while driving. We're you know we're based in Chicago or suburbs of Chicago and we're hands free anyways. But some other states are doing uh, other changes. Yeah, like you said, there's uh, three new states that there are state level laws for all residents, and obviously that affects employees who are driving. But Idaho, Indiana, our neighbor to the east, and South Dakota uh, are all kicking in these hands free driving laws. Cell phone you can't be having you can't have. Uh, hand cell phone driving while use so either the bluetooth or speakerphone or some other way while you're driving so if you're in indiana idaho or south dakota make sure you tell your employees and remind them although i'm sure it's splattered all over media but no no hands make sure your hands-free cell phone use while you're driving especially while in company business scott yeah, i think that's going to be a big money maker for their states too who are tight for cash uh just I know, I know it's been that way in uh, Illinois anyways. They, that first year it came out, they gave everybody tickets. Scott, I would think a majority of states have already gone uh, hands, hands-free, haven't they? Or Yeah, I would think. I mean, just with the ease of uh, Android phones and iPhones, just being able to Bluetooth it to your car, I mean, it doesn't make sense why. I mean, I, I still see people, even yesterday when I was out driving, you know, I saw a guy driving down my street, uh, a service vehicle, who's obviously an employee on the job with his cell phone to his head. And it's like, who does this in this day and age? But apparently enough people that uh, states are still having to make laws about it. And as you uh, say, you're uh, they're driving down the street by, uh, by your house is uh, Nikki Navarro's work on our board. He's got us uh, in, uh, in uh, four different places. So I, I'm broadcasting from, uh, from our office and uh, Jason and Scott are in their homes and, and uh, Nikki is in uh, our remote studio. So, uh, it, uh, the, in the production studio, yeah. So, but uh, so another uh, another one that's uh, we've seen this law pop up in other states, and and now it's at the uh, state of Washington uh, updated overtime rules. Yeah, so starting July first, the employees in Washington, more employees will have access to overtime because they're raising the minimum threshold where an employee would be automatically eligible for overtime or to be a non-exempt employee. So over the next several years, it's going to be increment 
incrementally increasing two and a half times the state minimum wage by the end of 2028. So, but starting July 1st, that's going to be bumped up. So if you're in Washington, make sure you pay attention to any salaried employees that may need to be flipped to non-exempt and eligible for overtime. Yeah. So that's a big change for the state of Washington. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully the employers are already aware and kind of ready for it. Uh, but it is a change. I mean, California has been struggling with that for years that goes up continually. So I think Washington will be in the same boat as California now where you have to every, every six months, every year, pay attention to it, start strategizing and planning for it because that could increase the number of employees on your payroll that could be eligible for overtime. Yeah, and the governors are really onto it. Uh, every interview that I've seen of uh, whether it's you know our next topic, minimum wage or uh, or overtime, the governors want it to go through because it increases the uh, tax base for them. So, yeah, and they're having a uh, the parts of Washington they're having a tough time, especially Seattle. So, uh, hopefully, some of those businesses are uh, are having some luck at uh, at reopening. Yeah. So. So a, a big change across the country and uh, in some areas uh, more than others is the increase in minimum wage. So when you look at the federal level, it's seven and a quarter, and it's been that way for quite some time. But there's a ton of, uh, ton of states, cities, and counties that are increasing to uh, uh, their limits uh, starting July 1st. Yeah, I think it's over half the states have a minimum wage above the federal level. So they have over half the states have something above seven twenty-five as their minimum wage, uh, and some of them aren't changing. Most aren't changing as of July first. Usually January first is the big day, but we do have some some states. Illinois is one of them. At the state level, we have a minimum wage increase going from nine dollars and twenty-five cents to ten dollars per hour. And then even Chicago and Cook County, we've got some minimum wage increases even there that are higher than our state level. Uh, but yeah, we've got we've seen a lot of municipalities, a ton in California that are changing going up June, July 1st and then several across the country, too. And I guess a little fun quiz question for the audience out there. What what state uh, do you think has the highest minimum wage uh, after July 1st? Right. Uh, and it actually, like begins with the letter W and it's a little bit of a trick question. So although Washington, D.C. has going to be $15 per hour, and it's not a state technically, uh, but the state of Washington would be the next highest at $13.50. So, Jason, you didn't give anybody a chance to even think about it. We were, yeah. you know, we were going to throw in a couple of things while we let uh, the listeners think about it. But, yeah. yeah that, or we yeah. could even do a free uh, do a cliffhanger and mail them a baked ham. You know, <laughs> like, I know Mike like Mike D likes baked ham, so uh, who doesn't? You know, and and unfortunately, employees can't win the baked ham, Scott. But oh, there you the, go. Uh, when, you. when you look at the the, uh, the state with the most, there's 22 wage changes in the state of California. Wow! Which wow. you know, so if you've got if you're listening from California, have employees in California, so your your challenge there is you've got uh, you, you've got. Los Angeles County, then you've got Los Angeles City, and then within the cities, cities such as Los Angeles uh, City, you've got small and large, and then same thing you get in Santa Monica, you got small and large, you've got a number of those. So 22 different uh, uh, cities and or counties uh, and have uh, a combination of wage changes as well as the small or large. And in uh, in one city, they had the small, large, and very large, and they're describing very large wages at a hundred employees or more. So it's tough to uh, it's it's going to be a tough thing to manage in California. 
You know, looking in their uh, text table changes that I uh, uploaded over the weekend, I was just looking at the uh, cl- programmer cliff notes on it, and it's uh, minimum wage changes for D.C., Illinois, Nevada, Oregon. Uh, Connecticut's effective 9-1, and Rhode Island is 10-1. And uh, state tax changes, uh, table changes for Idaho, and local changes also in Philly. And, uh, yeah, so a lot, a, lot of, a lot of changes going on. Yeah, when you look at uh, Minnesota, you've got uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul both doing changes. Neither one match each other. So Minneapolis, uh, they've got a small and a larger going uh, between 11.75 and 13 and a quarter. But then when you look at uh, St. Paul as a city, if you've got less than five employees, it's only $9.25. But if you have, uh, they call it a a Marco employer, 10,000 or more employees, it jumps to 15. So you've got, you know, and, and that's going to be a challenge for, for your small businesses. So you're competing for employees in St. Paul, you know, you're paying nine and a quarter and then you've got uh, a large employer paying 15. Where do you think people are going to apply for jobs? Yeah. We're right across in, in Minneapolis employers fighting for Minneapolis versus St. Paul employees. And that's tough. Right. And, you know, and, uh, and as the economy is slowly going to start to recover, we saw job numbers uh, really bounce up in May. We will see the, uh, the the job numbers from June this week. But uh, as people start rehiring, uh, that becomes that becomes a challenge. If And it's going to force the, the small business that's paying nine and a quarter probably to, to pay more. We, we see that in... Uh, uh, in Chicago, when you compare Cook County to DuPage County, we've got uh, there's a number of towns that are in both counties. So yeah. you've got you've got half the town is uh, is paying one rate, and then in you know, Cook County, starting this week, it's going to be uh, thirteen dollars. So your towns close to that county line, you're going to have to the odds are raise your wages to keep your yeah. employees. So it's uh, a lot to manage, but we've got on our uh, on Jason's HR bulletin, he's got a great spreadsheet of, of all the cities, counties, states with the changes, the old uh, the old rates and the new, as well as uh, we'll have a link on our, our website. So a, uh, uh, the next topic, uh, Jason Scott, is something that's, that really went round and round and round in Chicago, the city council, employers, uh, employers versus um versus labor versus the, uh, the the mayor is the Chicago Fair Work Week with predictive scheduling. Yeah, so this ordinance had been passed a long time ago, but now July 1st, there's a big change coming. Uh, and like Rabia, as you mentioned, the, the trade groups have been trying to argue, fight against this, especially in light of COVID. Uh, there's a little bit of a COVID exception, but it's a very narrow exception. But basically uh, now... Uh, starting July 1st, you have to give your employees advance warning of their schedule. And if you make a change to that schedule within 10 days before the schedule starts, you need to pay that worker one hour of additional pay, predictive scheduling pay, for every impacted shift. It doesn't matter if you subtract hours, add hours, you change a shift with no loss of hours. If you make a change to their schedule within 10 days, they're, they're due, the employees are due one hour of additional pay. And then if you go a step further... If you make a change within 24 hours before the shift starts, if you subtract hours from that employee's pay, the workers should receive 50% of their pay for the lost hours. So that's a really big penalty for employee employers wow. for taking hours away from employees within 24 hours. Uh, but then again, if you add hours or make a change with no loss of hours within 24 hours, you're, you're going to have to give that employee one hour of additional pay for every impacted shift. 
And this is for companies that are, have 100 employees or more globally and 50 or more employees who are covered, which means they're either earning 50000 per year salary or $26, $26 per hour per hour or less. So, Those are the covered employees. So, Jason, one of the areas that's uh, really impacted, too, uh, moving forward in Chicago are, are your temp agencies and temp workers. Yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, yeah the, the temp workers are included. So if, if this includes temp workers on assignment for 420 hours within an 18-month period. So, yeah, I mean, I, it is going to be difficult for the employers that are forced to adhere to this if you have an employee who calls off sick. I mean, the, the point of it was to help these kind of workers who are lower paid with child care or if they have a second job, to kind of balancing that scheduling elsewhere outside their their lives. But it's very difficult on the employers to to make sure they're compliant with it. And so if you're so if you're a, a temp agency and what happens often in that industry is uh, is your clients in the last minute are either ordering more employees or they're making cuts depending on you know the x number of trucks weren't delivered to the warehouse or something's off so they typically you would call your temp agency say uh, you know instead of 50 people i need i need 10 and if you're under 24 hours that uh the temp agency's got to pay those 10 employees yeah wow so uh, so jason give us a little overview of uh what changes or impact covid19 has made on the uh, predictive scheduling Okay, so if you are in an area where uh, predictive scheduling is going to impact you, if you're in the city and you have a whole, over 100 employees, if COVID-19 causes a material change to your operation that creates a need for a schedule change, then you could be exempt from the provisions of the Fair Work Week Ordinance. Um, if it really forces a change into your business operations, your hours of operations, your planning, your goods and services, so it's still a pretty narrow definition, but if you do have a COVID-19 effect on your business after July 1st, there is a possibility that you may be able to avoid some of these penalties by changing employee schedules uh, within the 10 days or 24 hours. So it's going to be a big impact on a lot of uh, a lot of industries, a lot of businesses uh, this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, it's not for, obviously for, for, we didn't cover it, but it's not every industry. It's building services, healthcare, hotel, manufacturing, restaurant, obviously retail and warehouse those industries that have the kind of the prevailing hourly part-time workforce that's really going to be hit hard, those are the industries that are applicable and covered under this ordinance. And when you think of the restaurants, so you're, you, how much are you juggling right now with uh, you've got your outdoor space, If assuming you have some outdoor space that's open and you're uh, you're limited to 25% occupancy. So you're uh, for now, and that I mean that can change week to week. You know, yeah. I mean, look at how uh, how it is down in Texas, how they're rolling back uh, things, trying to drop the numbers, and then the outside dining here in Chicago. How good of a weather forecaster are you? You know, it was pouring down last night. Who's going to eat outside, even if you're in a tent? I mean, it was raining sideways. So it's, they're they're in a tough bind. Yeah, well, hope for good weather then this summer, right? Right. Yeah, and, uh, a drought. <laughs> The uh, lot of lot of changes this uh, this July first. Not as many as your typically you see on on January first, but uh, mid year fair amount of changes for businesses across the country. Yeah, and if anybody wants to subscribe to Jason's fantastically awesome <laughs> HR uh, newsletter, uh, send an email to uh, HR at employco.com and that will uh, get you on the list. Yeah, the uh, this issue is pretty pretty handy with all the with your charts. So, but uh, and if you have uh, comments, ideas, questions, feel free to uh, 
to reach out to us as well or other topics that, that you might have. And if you if you need any information on the uh, PPP webinars that we've done in the past, we Jason put together some awesome slides that kind of walk you through the uh, the forgiveness application. There's uh, been a big update in the last couple of weeks so now with the EZ app. And uh, many businesses are, are at the point where they're starting to submit their applications for uh, for forgiveness. So if you need any uh, any help or questions on that, feel free. Uh, Jason's a resident expert. Yeah, HR at employco.com. I have access and visibility to that email box. So feel free to shoot that an email about any of the changes for July 1st or like Rob mentioned, the, the PPP loan. We're, we're happy to help. And Scott, no, no uh, baked ham giveaway today since Casey gave the answer out too quickly. Actually, uh, I'll be looking uh, looking in the uh, internal company newsletter to see if Jason got the PPP uh, tattoo on his arm. So I figured <laughs> Jason's ever going to get a tattoo since he's the PPP expert. It would be that. So I was looking forward to that picture. So it'll be P cubed, P cubed, P to the third. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back in the next couple weeks with a uh, with another podcast. Thank you, and happy Fourth of July. Be safe.